What up, world? Surpass first point guard and Blazer beat writer Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. NBA Draft GOAT Chad Ford, Locked On NBA Draft host Raphael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA Draft. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021, brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick and make sure you're following Locked On NBA on YouTube today to watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. In today's episode, we are going to talk about that very NBA draft. Uh, I'm posting this one. This is Thursday's show. Uh, The draft is later today if you're listening to this or if you're a little bit late on the podcast. The draft, you just missed the draft. It was Thursday. You missed it. In any case, we're not going to all do draft stuff. We're going to open the show talking about the latest Damian Lillard uh, chatter. I'm, I'm, I've dropped rumors. Rumors is no longer a word we use here. We're talking chatter only. That is the preferred nomenclature, the preferred vernacular for the ch- sort of trade madness, dame madness that is this summer. We're going to close the show talking about the NBA draft. Uh, what to expect, little little mini preview of what to expect, kind of how the Blazers fit into uh, what should be sort of a, a watershed moment for the NBA offseason as it really, really, really gets going. The gears are going to start turning, uh, you know, on Thursday heading into the draft and all of draft night and then free agency this weekend. And then it's on. Then, we're, then we've arrived at the NBA offseason and the most important offseason of Certainly the Damian Lillard era and 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 one of the most important offseasons in, in, in Blazers history, probably when you get right down to it, considering that the future of Damian Lillard with the franchise is, is in many ways at stake, depending on what happens over the next couple months. But that but what we gotta talk about today is a big old report from Henry Abbott. Uh, maybe not that big of a report, but a report that caught a lot of people's attention. Uh, I saw Blazer fans angry about it on Twitter. And Damon Lord and CJ McCollum and Dame's agent uh, all, all sort of responded to the report and, and said it was not true or put up you know, uh, various emojis to to discount it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what did this thing say? Well, first of all, you can read it. It's on True Hoop. This is like, it's there's a free version and there's a paid version. It's not hiding behind the paywall. You can read the, the sort of our juicier one hiding behind the paywall, but you can get the sort of the basics of it. They Henry put it out for free. You can go read it at truehoop.com. But, but, what it says there is, and I'm gonna I'm gonna quote from the article here from Henry Abbott. It says sources say Damian Lillard is willing to forego paychecks to get to a title team if it comes to that. He doesn't have LeBron's reported billion in the bank, but his agent Aaron Goodwin has monetized Lillard's combination of electric game winners and lack of controversy. Lillard is one of the NBA's biggest off-court earners with multi-million dollar deals with Adidas, Biofreeze, and others. Before his contract extension, Lillard has made almost three hundred million dollars. That's more than Paul Allen spent to purchase the Blazers. Thanks to his endorsements, his net worth will continue to ascend whether he plays or not. And that is the most sort of incendiary uh, paragraph in in that story. But sort of the larger point is basically that Dame is still mad. The the anger that we saw like pretty much on display at his media availability after Team USA practice a couple weeks ago, where he's like, no, this was he was refuting a specific report from Henry Henry Abbott then saying, no, the the trade rumors are not true. I'm not going to request a trade in the coming days, but I haven't decided on what my future is. Like he didn't really refute the trade rumors. He refuted the specific story, but he didn't really refute the trade rumors. And Henry's building off his previous report that quite frankly seems totally like totally within the realm. Um, it's, uh, that one seems like Damon Lord has, has, 
has given us all of the information we need. Like he seems pretty pissed. And if the, and if like trade, you know, the idea that a trade could follow from him being pretty pissed seems fine to me like that, that logic, um, we're still in that we're still with definitely within sort of reasonableness, but, but building off that idea, what Henry says is like, there's a nuclear option where instead of requesting a trade, if, if like the Blazers aren't, aren't willing to trade him, or if they don't sort of like take that trade request seriously, because Damian Lillard is under contract for three and very likely four more years, he's got a player uh, option at the end of his deal worth $54 million. You're not passing up $54 million, folks. You are you are collecting on that player option. That's uh, Dame is too smart to give away that type of money. But the idea was that he would go the James Harden route and he would just say, I'll sit out. I'll be. I'll be a nuisance. I will. I will not report to training camp. I'll miss some games. I'll be. You know. I'll. I'll do. The, I'll be a problem. I'll be a problem. And that problem will get me fined and lose me some money. But I'll be a problem to the point where I get what I want. So what I want is out of here. Now I don't have the sources to like definitively say Henry Abbott is wrong here. I just don't. I've worked in the league a long time. I've got. I've got folks who work work around the league. I know people um, who work at for various teams and work and and um, work on the sort of representation side. I can text people and ask them, but I don't. I don't have um, anyone who can tell me definitively no. And here's the deal on this. Like I can't like beyond the sort of basic that doesn't sound right refutation. I got nothing to say that Henry is definitively wrong here. But I will say this, no one that I've spoken to thinks that this sounds like Damian Lillard, and I don't think this sounds like Damian Lillard, and you know who else doesn't think it sounds like Damian Lillard? Damian Lamont Ollie Lillard, who tweeted earlier today, this is Wednesday, July 28th, when I'm recording this episode, uh, he sent out a tweet uh, around noon Pacific time that just had, he was quote tweeting the story that uh, Henry tweeted out with the emoji of the, the guy's hand uh, smashing his face, you know, the I, I, like, you know, embarrassment, hand to the face type of emoji. Um, later CJ McCollum tweeted at Dame saying, bruh, now he's just saying you've given bread back cry laughing emoji. And Damon Lord quote tweeted that tweet and said, and you know, that ain't true. LOL. It's getting out of hand, bruv. So I'll say this. It doesn't sound like Damian Lord and explicitly rejecting the giving money back part seems to jive with sort of everything I know about Dame. He wouldn't be a problem and he wouldn't get, and not even like he he's, covetous of the cash or whatever that he wouldn't be he wouldn't like his exit strategy wouldn't be uh wouldn't be being a problem wouldn't be it wouldn't be just like disrupting the team it would be saying neil i want to leave jody i want to leave get me out of here i'm done like i think requesting a trade is not like beyond dame i think it's like a very very real possible thing that could happen in the next month like i think we should brace ourselves um for that when that podcast comes uh, it'll probably be a a several parter right but but the idea that he would sit out um he seems to be actively refuting that and i i i have real 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 serious doubts like i don't think that is something he would do Additionally, and I think this is an important one, one of Dame's agents uh, mentioned this story, not specifically, but mentioned the sort of Dame giving money back aspect of this thing as sort of a laughable, like a, a outrageous claim, an outrageous claim that he would, that he would, you know, uh, sit out and hold out to the point of having to sacrifice money, that that, that is like in Dame's character. And he, he mentioned that that's an outrageous claim. Now, that all tracks like if you follow the team you root for the team that that seems to track like that you could just hit that with like logic right like if you follow dame closely it doesn't seem like something he would do uh but more importantly damon lord and his representation never sort of came out specifically and said i'm not gonna ask a trade i want to be here like they never shot down the other specifics 
They said, no, it's not. Dame said, no, it's not true that I'm asking for a trade. Like the report's not true, but I haven't decided what my future will be. That was, I haven't decided what my future will be. You're under contract for three more years. You've decided your future, dog. Like if you, if you, if you're in the sort of still deciding, like that is the, that is the considering leaving part. And like considering leaving would have to come via trade. Uh, Dame's representation never went on social media and refuted that part. Uh, CJ McCollum never kind of laughed at those trades. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic did, but I'm willing to wager that Yusuf might not be as, as plugged in as, uh, well, certainly not as plugged in as the man himself. And then Damian Lode comes out and like immediately refutes this, refuted it kind of in like a, almost like a playfully, playfully mocking online to the point saying this is outrageous in a way that he did not do for the, for the sort of trade rumor stuff. He, he, he. I mean, again, it's like the Rorschach test, as I described it. Like he said, I plan on being in the, on the team next year, or I, he said, I expect to be on the team next year is the actual language. And he said that he, you know, know the rumors that he's going to request a trade in the coming days are not true. But he didn't ever say like, he didn't ever make a firm commitment to the team. We never heard him do that. Here he is, he is like actively and, um, and like I said, sort of like jovially denying this. He's saying this report is bogus in a way that he did not do with the sort of trade stuff. So to me, the big difference here the big sort of like what has changed with this is like, uh, you know, Henry Abbott is, is um, his reporting continues to sort of dive deep on what the future of Dame is. And it, it has some um, it has some heavy, serious um, and 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 like big old claims like he's going to demand a trade. He debated he debated uh, requesting a trade right right the day of that uh, press conference with Team USA, all these things like that stuff I can follow. I don't really follow the holdout. And and to be fair to Henry, he calls it a nuclear option. He doesn't maybe maybe he doesn't spell out like um, as, ex as explicitly beyond the line, if it comes to that. But I think like, if it comes to that would, is like a, is a place that Dame knows that it won't go and knows that it doesn't have to go. The trade stuff, like nobody seems to be outwardly, you could squash all this. The Dame could squash all this by committing publicly to the Blazers in like an explicit way in ways that he's done in the past. That's not sort of like outside of his character, outside of things he's done in the past. He has been very explicit in his loyalty to the team and his, his, his unwillingness to, um, you know, leave and, and team up. And he's even said things like, I'll be okay if I don't win it here, knowing I did things the right way. Like he hasn't used that language this off season, but he has refuted this. So I'm willing to say like, don't, don't, maybe don't, don't put a whole bunch of stock into that portion of it. But the idea that Dame is, is frustrated, wants major, major changes. And if those two things don't happen, then, then like step two or whatever, step one, a, is, is finding a way out. I think that's still totally real and on the table. And I don't think if you pay close, close attention to what Dame has said and how he said things, how you could read it the other way. You could be hopeful. Um, and, and there's a, certainly a chance that Dame is on the team all season long and we, we sort of revisit this next off season. But the way that he rejected, openly rejected this report is, is in a way that he has not done it to the other ones. And I think that is the most notable takeaway from this. All right, let's come back in the second segment of this of today's show and talk about the NBA draft. It's tonight, or if you're listening to this a little bit later, it was on Thursday and you missed it. Oh no. But before we get there, let's talk about Rock Auto. It's the family business that's been helping do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. That's two decades of helping folks like you and me who are not car professionals fix their cars on the cheap. But here's the thing. If you are a, a, a mechanic, a, a automobile professional, you can still shop at rockauto.com because their prices are reliably low for every customer. 
and they've got everything you need for every make and model. So no matter who you are, if you are looking to fix your automo automobile on the cheap, fix your vehicle on the cheap, there is one place to do it. And that's rockauto.com where you'll find everything you need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet, you name it, they got it. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck. And while you're there, write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box. That way, they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So we talked Damian Lillard. Uh, he's 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 saying that the the big old story, the juiciest part of the big old story that he might hold out is untrue. But the trade stuff still seems like it's on the table. But the trade stuff is really going to heat up this weekend, starting with Thursday's NBA draft, and then when free agency opens for real, for real on Monday afternoon Pacific time, Monday evening if you live on the East Coast or. How about we'll call it 3 p.m. Pacific time on Monday. Free agency opens in earnest. Uh, if you, I know I got some international listeners, so you can calibrate. You're an NBA fan. You'll figure it out. Monday afternoon, my time, free agency is going to start. But the, sort of like the off season is really going to kick into gear here over the next 24 hours. Uh, it's it's the draft is kind of the sort of thing that everything will revolve around because I think um, what you know teams with players that that are unhappy and I, I think uh you can throw the Blazers in the mix here although I don't expect them to trade Damian Lillard on draft night but anything could happen but like what happens to Ben Simmons what happens to Brad Beal and then the domino effects that fall behind Beal and behind Simmons and, and potentially behind Dame uh like that will impact sort of what happens with the rest of the draft so I think I think the fireworks are going to go ahead and begin on Thursday. In fact, Bet Online, our uh, our betting partner here at the Locked On Podcast Network, has the over under at total trades in round one at six and a half. So you know how I always tell you there's props on almost anything you can imagine. You can go bet on this prop. You can bet on the over under of total first round trades uh, or picks and uh, trades involving first round picks uh, tomorrow night or Thursday evening. Uh, Six and a half. I I like that. I like that number. That's an action type number. That's a good line. Uh, for for reference and for a little more context, uh, last year in the 2020 draft, there were six picks involved, six trades rather involving first round picks. So six and a half is right at the number. If if we're um, if if it's similar to 2020, we'll see. We'll see, you'll get the you'll get the under. But if there is more action, you're gonna hit the over. But I'm not telling you, this isn't betting advice. This is just, I, I expect a lot of stuff to happen. In fact, Chad Ford, who uh, who is going to be part of our live Locked on Draft show and, and is and host podcasts here on the network, uh, Chad Ford's Big Board, uh, he says that there are more, for, he tweeted this out today, there are more first round picks up for sale than I've ever seen, is what Chad Ford said. For instance, the Hornets have had discussions with teams, including the Knicks and the Thunder, I'm told about moving the number 11 pick. So, you know, the Knicks and the Thunder looking to move up. The Hornets may be looking to move out, but I don't expect, uh, I expect sort of that mid range to be where, where teams move. Uh, there's been a lot of speculation about whether the Cavs move out, move out of three. They seem like the most likely team in those, in the top picks to move up Houston and Houston and Detroit seem locked in, uh, Toronto could move out of four, but I think the asking price is going to be really high on those. In fact, several, several reports have said that, but I even watched a video today posted by the athletics, Anthony Slater on Twitter that had Warriors GM, Bob Myers, who just said that 
getting into the top six in this draft, and the Warriors, of course, have the seventh pick, like moving up from seven is really expensive. Um, there's there's some stars at the top of this draft. Like Cade Cunningham is, is probably going to be a very, very good player. Evan Mobley might be a very good player. Same with Jalen Green and Jalen Suggs. Like there, there might be four really, really good players. Maybe I, I've heard people say as many as like in a normal draft, Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, and Jalen Green would be all be number one overall picks. Like it, people are saying it's that good. It's like a 2003 LeBron, Carmelo, and Dwayne Wade type of draft. So the price to move up into that top five area is going to be uh, is is going to be very expensive. Beyond just teams trading for one of you know the top picks in the draft, one of the top six picks in the draft, I, I think in general why there's like an over under a number of trades is just because the draft helps grease the wheels um you know if you if you agree to a trade at draft time you can kind of circumvent how you do the teams aren't allowed to trade picks in consecutive years if you if you have if you trade your 2021 first round pick you can't trade 2022 so the blazers wouldn't technically be able to since they don't have they traded their 2021 pick they wouldn't be allowed to trade their 2022 first round pick but they could agree to a trade on draft night wait for that to go through and then trade it after the draft is completed and we hit the we hit the new league year like you can you can there's the the draft like helps grease the wheels because it's it's this sort of big sort of roster building night and also it helps you kind of work around the league rules so I, more than like a big splash of the at the top of the draft like I think we know how it's going to go for the most part based on what I've read leading up to this draft Cade Cunningham one Jalen Green two to Houston Evan Mobley three to Cleveland Jalen Suggs four to Detroit and then it gets a little tricky like do the Orlando Magic pick the most Orlando Magic ass player of all time Scotty Barnes or at least among the most Orlando Magic players prospects of all time Scotty Barnes or you know what what do they do I think like five and six with Orlando and, and OKC will be for sure like pivot points of, of the draft but beyond the, the sort of big splashes to get in that range right like that's those are your you, if you get a top five pick you want to use it or you want to trade for a star another star uh, but I think We'll see some action in that sort of in that mid range, uh, the draft range. Like there, uh, I haven't, I haven't dove as deep as I typically do into draft stuff. I'm not a big college basketball guy. Uh, I usually I watch every Carolina basketball game, so I see the ACC teams. Um, I'm a, I'm a huge Tar Heel fan, but I'm not a big college basketball person. I watch a ton of NBA games. Uh, people do like I read people who watch a lot of college basketball, and there's people I trust who 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 I really sort of read up on. I haven't I haven't just I just usually dive in really deep, kind of like a month before the draft, three weeks before the draft. You know, kind of do my my mini scout. I don't pretend to know these prospects, but that's how I kind of learn about it. This year with the Blazers not having a first round pick uh, or a second round pick, I have not uh, I've not. I've read a bunch, but I haven't sort of like developed deep opinions by watching YouTube highlights, which is like particularly, uh, typically my approach. I'm not, uh, when, when, if I say I'm watching, I would never say I'm watching film. (laughs) That would be a lie. I'm watching YouTube highlights. These dudes are making every shot. So I have just less strong opinions about sort of the middle of the first round than maybe I typically would because I haven't I haven't learned a lot about 40 potential first round picks, Uh, you know, you know, only if 30 of which are going to go. But I do think Thursday, I do think Thursday is sort of um, is the moment things get going. And I think the things that get going is it's Brad Beal watch and Ben Simmons watch. And that's what I want to talk about in the second segment is what are the Blazers are don't have a draft pick, but big trades are going to happen. And 
what can we expect from those big trades and how how might the Blazers get involved or if they aren't involved, how might it impact things for them going forward? That's what we'll talk about to close out the show in the third segment. But first, let's talk about bet online. You already know I mentioned that you can bet on the over-under of how many trades involving first-round picks will happen on Thursday, but there are props for almost everything in uh, in the first round, including a bunch of interesting ones where you can just go prospect versus prospect, wagering who will be selected higher. You can also wager on the draft position of specific players. If you want to bet on where Chris Duarte will be drafted, the over-under is 15 and a half. You think Chris Duarte is going to hop up into the lottery? You can you can bet on that right now. How about Davion Mitchell out of Baylor? His over-under is set at 12 and a half. You think he's going to slip? You might you might bet the over there. My boy Dayron Sharp from UNC, the over-under is set at 30. You think Dayron Sharp is going to be a first-round pick? You can get action on it at Bet Online. All types of fun draft props like that. And also... Olympics, Major League Baseball, soccer here and abroad, you you can find it all on betonline.ag. So check it out. And while you're making your first deposit, put in the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. Betonline.ag, the promo code is LOCKEDON, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus when you sign up. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. Still listening to Locked on Blazers. We talked about the latest Dame chatter. We talked about the draft and how I think that there's going to be a pivot point for big trades, for player movement, the beginning of a busy offseason, and and the Blazers need to get busy this offseason. But I don't really expect the Blazers to be, you know, they don't have draft picks. um, So if they are involved, I I imagine it'll be sort of like multi-team type deals. One of the reasons I don't think they'll be involved is because the Blazers don't need first round picks. Uh, Damon Lord says he wants the team to be better and get closer to a championship. Uh, Getting a teenager, getting a rookie does not get this team closer to a championship. It might be a more responsible way to build your team. But what the Blazers need now is immediate contributors to appease their franchise player and to help their franchise player, not just appease him. Like they need to, they need to make the roster better to help him. And I don't, I have a hard time believing that a first round pick does that. So I don't expect the Blazers to be involved in the first round of the draft. They might be involved in, uh, in trades that, that involve the first round of the draft, but I don't expect them to be selecting a prospect in the first round. And in fact, if they do select a prospect in the first round, I would put that, that up as a red flag that maybe a larger, like, a franchise-altering type thing, maybe involving Dame, is coming down the line. Like, if they're adding rookies to this team, you know what the deal is. They need vets. And if they aren't adding vets, then then it's, it's time to get a little bit nervous. Uh, if the Blazers are going to be involved in sort of, like, these big seismic level trades though doing it around the draft is very likely to be to, to happen right like if they're going to move cj or they're going to move yusuf nurkic or or any of their other complementary parts like robert covington Derek jones jr whatever it might be doing so around the draft as part of a multi-team trade it makes sense like that makes the most sense um just like the reports that are out there sort of involving these seismic level trades i don't expect the blazers to be um it seems like the Ben Simmons dream, if it happens, will happen later. Because right now, according to both Kevin O'Connor of The Ringer and Adrian Wodronowski of ESPN, the asking price for Ben Simmons is Harden-esque, which means three first-round picks and three pick swaps. Potentially four first-round picks and three pick swaps. Like, 
the rights to control seven draft picks. And the Philly has right to ask high, right? Ben Simmons is 24 years old. He's really, really good. He's under contract for four years. He's flawed. He had a horrific playoff series against against the Hawks, just like truly, truly bad. But like, he's he's really good. And in a, in a better situation, I, I bet on him being good. Like I've, 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 I've probably been on this podcast like more pro Ben Simmons than anyone I've talked to out in the world, but I maintain like he's a really good player. You bet I would I would bet on talent. Would I give up four first round picks and three pick swaps for Ben Simmons? No, but I think it's a reasonable place for a Philly to start the ask asking price, right? And I think that gives you a sense sort of like if if it does end up Philly does end up coming back to to the Blazers and saying yeah let's let's talk about CJ McCollum trade. It's because that like this asking price plummeted. So if if they are going to make the trade for Simmons uh it's I don't think it happens Thursday I think we're talking into next week and beyond when that when Philly kind of realizes okay we have to trade Ben Simmons and we didn't get the big offer we wanted Sam Amick of uh, The Athletic reports that um, a, a Ben Simmons to Washington trade is a possibility and that it would be in exchange for Brad Beal. Uh, he also reports that a Westbrook sign-in trade to the Los Angeles Lakers could be on the table too. So it could be a massive day for the Washington Wizards and obviously a big shakeup for uh, at least the, the look of the Western Conference that would obviously impact the Blazers if, if Westbrook teams up with LeBron James and Anthony Davis in uh, in LA, assuming that it's some sort of Dennis Schroeder or Kyle Kuzma sign and trade action there that that sends Westbrook out of Washington uh, and and Beal at, to Philly. Uh, that's those those could certainly be on the table. That's kind of like the big asking price type thing. Obviously, Brad Beal is like a, a bigger a bigger and better prize than CJ McCollum for about the same age and price range. There was also a report earlier this week from Matt Moore, host of Locked on Nuggets and a writer for the Action News Network, that the Raptors were also one of the teams sort of really making a push for Ben Simmons. Uh, but again, the asking price was comically high and the and the framework would have included uh, Simmons and stuff for Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, and the fourth overall pick in the draft. Holy cow. So that gives you a sense of what like what this all is. Uh the the reporting around Brad Beal isn't as hot because Brad Beal's under contract. He's he's not like deeply flawed and a bad pairing with his with his uh, co-star. Um, and and it's not like in the way that Joel Embiid seems fed up with Simmons just like publicly. Russell Westbrook and Brad Beal seem to be homies. The team's just not very good, and it's like what do you, what does Washington want to do? So there's just more smoke around the Ben Simmons stuff than Brad Beal stuff. But I think they're the two biggest two biggest names. And 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 again the sort of the asking price. Sign and trade for Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, and the fourth overall pick. Like, that gives you a sense of where they're at. Like, the dreams of Simmons and Portland, I'm still in favor of, of pursuing that dream. But if Simmons gets traded on Thursday, if Brad Beal gets traded on Thursday, I find it very unlikely. Like, let's just, Brad Beal's kind of a pipe dream for Portland, but Simmons specifically, like... I found it I find it very 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 unlikely that he ends up here in the Pacific Northwest like if the asking price is there it's hard for the Blazers to slide in at that level and I wanted to give you a sense of what the of what the asking prices are 
I also think like beyond trade stuff, uh, like I said, I don't think the Blazers are going to get in on a first round pick. If they are involved in a trade in the first round, I think it's some sort of multi-team deal where they end up getting, you know, moving one of their parts to try to upgrade the roster. But there has been some reporting from Jason Quick of The Athletic that the Blazers will tr- could try to work their way and, and get a second round pick. And that could be meaningful for the Blazers because they don't have a lot of second round picks. I think it actually might be more valuable instead of the Blazers to like draft a second rounder this year. Although Neil Olshay has been good at drafting in the second round. Uh, Will Barton, Pat Connaughton, Alan Crabb, Jake Lehman, like those are NBA players. Finding NBA players in the second round is hard and he's he's done that with relative consistency. Gary Trent Jr., uh, I can't, can't believe I almost left GTJ out of there. Like finding NBA players in the second round of the draft is is a challenge and Neil has been pretty good about that. He's, a, he's an elite bargain shopper. Maybe not good at the rest of, maybe not great at the rest of the stuff, but an elite bargain shopper. But the Blazers have sent out a lot of second round picks. So while like, I'm not, I think the Blazers maybe getting into a, a, trying to find their way into a future second rounder, if they can figure it out, is like maybe more valuable um, than, than just a second rounder. But if they want to get a second round pick, like Neil's pretty good at finding second rounders. It Like that's, it, it doesn't like help. It doesn't solve the larger problem of like how to make Dame happy and get closer to a championship, but like how to improve the team holistically. It's a fine move. Uh, the Blazers do not have a 2020 first round pick. That was from the Rodney Hood trade. Uh, they do own their own 2022 pick, but they don't have 2023 because that was the other one. They sent two seconds to Cleveland as a part of that Rodney Hood deal. Uh, worth it, y'all. <laughs> Rodney Hood, uh, like straight up folk hero for what he did uh, in the 2019 playoff run. So uh, no criticism for losing a 21 and 23 second round pick. Uh, they also in the Bazemore Ariza trade uh, when the Blazers quite frankly, like salvaged what was a look like a lost season and turned it into the eighth seed in the playoffs. Um, your mileage may vary on what salvage means there. Uh, but like Trevor Reza was a massive upgrade, but they sent two second round picks to Sacramento in 2024 and 2025. So they, they're not going to have the only between now and 2026, they will make one second round selection. That's 2022. That's the only one they have. There's an outside chance they get one back. Um, in the in 2024 but they need the Atlanta Hawks to be one of the five best teams in the league it is a top 55 protected pick from Atlanta so Atlanta needs to have one of the five best records in the league in 2024 which I don't know is relatively unlikely just like in the way that any team being one of the five best teams like there's you know there's 25 other spots but like Atlanta has good young players there's an outside chance that they have one of the five best records in the league in 2025 excuse me, 2024. I, I, I wouldn't bank on it, but yeah, <laughs> I don't think it's like totally outside the realm. But in, but in any case, I think I've been saying this all the time. It's kind of the theme of this show is that the, like the off season is going to begin in earnest on Thursday. Uh, I will point you in the direction of some really good mock drafts. The ultimate mock draft that, uh, that was hosted right here on this website. It's a mock draft from with the locked on hosts and and draft experts, uh, Ryan McDonough, former GM of the Suns, Brian Scalabrini, who played in the league, Chad Ford is on there, uh, Raphael Barlow, who hosts locked on uh, locked on NBA draft, like appraising all of the picks that the trades were made. It's a full mock of all thirty um, of of all thirty picks. It's in a, it's a couple parts. Just search ultimate mock draft in your podcast player of choice or on the Odyssey app, and you'll find it. It's 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 really good. Like it's. It's, it'll help you, um, it'll help you get a sort of a prep and then a view from f- people like me, the, the local hosts in each market of like what team's goals are, et cetera, et cetera. Also, the draft is Thursday night. If you're listening to this on Thursday, it's tonight and beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern time on the N- Locked on NBA YouTube channel, which you should go and subscribe to today. 
there will be a live show, live coverage of the NBA draft. Chad Ford, Raphael Barlow, John Corrales, who's the Locked On NBA host and the host of Locked On Celtics, they are going to be live in studio, come to you from Dallas, Texas. I've seen uh, the setup for this. This looks like it's going to be a, a whole ton of fun. And just like... Uh, the sort of alternate draft coverage. You don't want to see, you know, you've probably watched a lot of NBA drafts on ESPN. You know what to expect. This is this is like a, another another screen, another approach, and um, and reacting to the news in real time with folks who cover the league very very closely. So, uh, highly recommend you check that out. Subscribe to the Locked On NBA channel to make sure you don't miss that. Uh, huge huge show coming Friday, right? Like. NBA draft recap, look ahead to free agency. So make sure you do not miss that one. We'll also do our Blazers moment of joy. We missed it last week, but uh, we're still doing that. The uh, the Every Friday of the offseason, we're going to share a moment of joy from Blazers fans. Why you fell in love with the team or a moment that fell in love with the team or just why this why this group, why this basketball team brings you joy. So if you have one of those, Send me an email, lockedonblazerspod at gmail.com. If you'd like me to share it on the show, I would be, I would be, I would be joyed. I would be thrilled to be able to do that. Uh, a lot of listeners have already sent me theirs and uh, I, I really appreciate it, but we could always use more joy in this space. So yeah, come back, check out that show, NBA draft, beginning of the off season. Uh, it's, it's here y'all. The, the most important offseason of, of, of the last decade or so, at least in the Damian Lillard era, is here. It's upon us. So make sure you are listening to Locked on Blazers to stay as close as possible to all the action. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.